Thank you for jumping on, Tim. It's great to be so on. So I've known Tim for a, a very long time. Um, I've gone and suits off him for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But it's uh, only recently that you've opened up Theodore and you've moved into this new residence, which is, like I said just before, the best office to walk into. It's awesome. But We're in Surrey Hills, by the way. But I've never... I've never had someone get me drunk to buy their products. So my first question is, is the alcohol a ploy to get people to buy more suits? It's a strategy. <laughs> loosens up loosens up the muscles, loosens up the brain. You know, you know what? It's actually funny you say that. When I was first coming in to visit Tim, I had in mind I was gonna get maybe one, two, max three. Mm. I walk in the doors, I'm mesmerized by what I see. He pours me a glass of scotch. Turns out I bought five suits and ten shirts. So it must, it, it, it proof is in the pudding. It's the confidence. Oh, well, you know what? Like with um, the industry that we're in, with everything that's custom, anybody that walks in can kind of be paralyzed with the choice. This liquid magic <laughs> can simplify what you want and almost um yeah it's a great upsell you know like but that's not that's not the purpose like we what we what we're trying to do here is connect with our clients and um you know open up that uh yeah their sort of story to us and i think it it goes both ways um yeah we we enjoy it oh i've been dealing with solicitors this afternoon buying for a client and solicitors are just such a headache. So, um, I don't know, I just had no, no hate to solicitors. They need suits. They need suits as well. Dot and cross it, the only solicitor <clears throat> I will use. Um, but, to, okay. Yeah, oh. go ahead. So, well, thinking today, I was like, what, yeah. what type of questions do I want to learn from Tim? And the first thing that came to mind was, how do you start or what comes through your mind to think I'm going to be a full-time professional who makes tailored-made suits? Yeah. How, how did tell me about yeah. how that came about? Like surely in kindergarten you uh you weren't thinking about this. Definitely didn't start in kindergarten. Um ultimately it was just reps. Uh I I was probably um a little lost in my path during my 20s just with uh the lack of purpose. Um and it was always a question that um I had at the back of my mind as like, am I, am I walking in my purpose? Um, and sorry, it's a, it's a long way to, to get, to get about it, but I've always been in the fashion space, whether it was, um, working in retail in Blacktown, um, flinging trackies <laughs> to really $10 trackies to, yeah, wow. to people who were still trying to haggle me for $10 trackies, really? um, to, uh, yeah, working in the more, you know, uh, fashion space with uh, modeling and, and all of that. And then um, got an opportunity to to work for a tailor-made suit place and that kind of um, led one thing to another. But, um, you know, it was just, it's probably that principle of um, that 10,000 10, hour rule. Uh, I don't know if you read the book of uh, yeah. Outliers. Yeah. But that's, if I reflect back on it, that's probably it. Like people would look on a surface level with what we're doing right now and what we're achieving. Um, but the amount of, uh, yeah, hours, uh, self doubt perfecting a craft that is not necessarily like a, um, a common path that many people take. How, yeah. how many years have you been doing this for now? Uh, we're coming up to 16, 16, yeah. 16 years, That's a long time, how, just how in menswear. Like, wow. wow. Yeah. And, uh, how long has Theodore been, been running now? What kind of to this is actually August is our first year wow. anniversary. So we launched the website one year ago, and um, yeah, that's a story in itself. But my goodness, like what a what a hell of a year to kind of uh, kick off something that was um, yeah, big dream of mine. Mate, um, a roller coaster. Mm. Mate, it, it it's kind of exploded. Well, has exploded over the past year. What do you attribute that to? Firing off the questions. Um, The idea, Mm. like uh, positioning ourselves in the market with our product offering. So let's talk about idea and positioning. So Mm. 
being a suit and a tailorer, how do, do you? Tailorer. I love it. Uh, We're creating yeah, words creating here. Words. But, <laughs> but um, doing what you do, how do you separate yourself from the rest and, and kind of position yourself? Like tell me yeah. a bit about that. That's something I'm quite interested in. Yeah, look, suits are a timeless product. There's very little deviation in terms of design on a suit. Um, where we sort of step in and uh, try and give a new spin to it is uh, we've, we've created this contactless measurement app that enables um, anybody around the world to have access to a, a tailor-made garment. And so this app that we've um, developed um, generates uh, about 60 unique body measurements that we um uh, we review and uh, we 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 get a get a tailor made garment from it and we create we and we've done that multiple times with people that live in Wisconsin to Darwin to Tasmania, wow. um, so you know for these guys they don't have access to to tailor made options and um, we've made that accessible for them and so that's something that um, we've really filled in the gap with. Uh, are, are you selling most of your suits? in this store or in person or is most of it online now? Yeah, it's quite balanced. I mean, the traffic that we're seeing either with uh, our in-person experience here in, in Sydney and our pop-ups uh, interstate mm. is, is healthy. Uh, but uh, and being a year, a year old only, um, I think the next step is to really leverage off the, the tech that we've built and um, push that as a product offering because it's a it's a, it's a powerful tool to have that um, yeah to have that like it's like it's blessing a lot of like uh, wedding parties that don't have that ability to mm. to measure up groomsmen that are you know located in remote areas. Mm. Um, so yeah. In in terms of uh, the tech and all that stuff type of stuff, I'm guessing you got a company to build that. One of uh, our directors is tech genius. And this is wow. part of what, uh, just going back to your first question and in the recipe of what makes what we're doing um, somewhat of a, a success um, and building towards that is the people that you surround yourself with and the people that you let into your house. Um, so shout out to Sean. Legend. <laughs> he's, um, Love you, Sean. Yeah, he's like that Rain Man sort of personality. But yep. um, yeah. Uh, he he helped develop that up, um, and yeah, it's gone through. I guess the COVID break that was the the catalyst, like how we were locked down for how many months. We saw it as such an opportunity to work on what we were building on a platform base. Um, like the hours spent was uh, yeah, it, it was heavy, but we, we got to where we're at right now, so it's, that's exciting. Did Theodore, did, did this idea come to fruition in New York City? So if, if people listening don't know, Tim lived in um, New York City with his partner for a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Um, did it Did it start there? No, it didn't. Okay. Um, it honestly didn't. It's, uh, I think the, the path I was, I was running in in New York was just trying to make <laughs> number one ends meet. <laughs> it's, a, it's a very difficult city to live in, but my goodness talk about character and the stories I could tell you. Um, let's talk about it. Let's talk What's about New York it. City like? It's ugly. Really? But it's beautiful. My <laughs> goodness. Is um, it just cutthroat? What the things you see in the movies and in the TV episodes is just cutthroat everyone. No, nah, so actually surface level, that's what it sort of is portrayed as. But mm. um, on a ground level, uh, the people that you meet there are the most... Um, encouraging uh most willing to connect you with other people and that was such a huge lesson Mm. because there were like masterful networkers that they that weren't cagey that weren't like okay this is my circle of like uh network and that's it i want to make sure i want to protect that that's how i was it was the complete opposite it's like no i want you to meet this guy because it it can further uh, whatever I was doing. So, um, that was huge. And like, uh, one thing as well was, um, the power of mentorship Mm. as like someone who was brought up 
in um in australia in sydney it's not something that's a common thing with mm. a lot of young guys trying to uh, pave their path in whatever career they want um yeah what i found anyway in new york was like you know there was a lot of people young people that had oh, yeah yeah my mentor said this or my mentor said that i was like what the heck so did you end up getting a mentor in new york no well by virtue of the um, industry I was in, which was tailor-made suits, I got to meet such a spectrum of professionals. Um, and I, I guess I was, uh, through that role, living vicariously through uh, their experiences and got to tap into, uh, you know, asking questions that were, um, you know, beneficial for where I was at. And they were willing to give that advice. And you and you did some suits for some NBA players. Yeah, I did. Who'd so, you do? So Wendell Carter. Um, so the, it was the draft of um, Luka Doncic. Oh wow! Uh, but he wasn't there. Sure <laughs> he there. Who else did you get? Um, oh. Did you get Shay? Shy? Shy? Yeah. Yeah. Shai really. Gilgis Alexander. Yeah. So he's he's pretty good. He was actually. I actually didn't think he was gonna be. I think I thought he was gonna be a bust. Really? Yeah, just with the personality because he's like, who's, who's this guy? Like Absolute he was weapon. like, he complete alpha, like in the room. <laughs> yeah. Um, but these guys are like, I'm, I'm not overly tall, but like, I'm not short, but these guys were aliens at 18 years old. Yeah. Like, I was like, what the heck? Jones. How are you guys this tall for, for the age that you're at? So how, how did you yeah. even get into that? How did you get into doing NBA player suits? Um, it was just through a network with a, with a company I was working um, for at the time. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the, the whole experience of and chapter of New York was pretty much, a lot of it was a blank slate. Um, it was you, your responsibility was to, you know, um, pave a way for and, and just create your own opportunities. And the city was built for that. The city was built to uh, accelerate whatever growth you wanted. And that was all dictated on like how much work and hustle you'd put in. Yeah. Um, so, so what made you move to New York and then come back? <clears throat> it was a job, a job opportunity there that um, made me move over. But it was very much um, uh, a desire I had when I first traveled there. Yep. Felt the energy of it. Like it was, yeah, it was something that I, I thought like, what's, what's something that would scare me enough mm. to be like, Ooh, like, do I doubt myself, but I want to tackle this challenge sort of thing. Yep. And New York was that, um, especially with no history of friends or family there. Let's just try and make it. And um, <laughs> at that time, I remember like previously when you were talking about not finding your purpose, had you found your purpose prior to going over or was that? the discovery phase where you really formed Tim and the Theodore. Yeah, absolutely. I was 28 at the time and I still had no idea where my life was going to head. And Mm. um, sometimes it requires a bold decision to give you the space to breathe and then reevaluate. And that was just it. Sometimes you, you do need to make a decision that requires um, fear. Yeah. And I think that was an important lesson because it does, yeah. What were the, le- like, what were the lessons, if you touch on lessons that you learned mm. in New York? Back yourself, mate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Like you have um, the ceilings that you are, you put upon yourself are your are your own thoughts and your own sort of preconceptions and how you were um, raised. But uh, yeah, moving over there, it sort of was like a blank slate. It's like you define it and you kind of, you go all in. And that's the sort of attitude that um, you take to be successful. And that's what we're trying to do here. Like, um, yeah, sure. There's so many hurdles to, to tackle and there's a lot of uncertainty, but man, uh, let's, let's go on and let's, let's do it and do it right. Um, 
And so that's, yeah, that's the mindset that I've been instilled with. And you yeah. guys are, you guys are hustling as well. And whenever you like, whenever I thought of a tailor, I thought it was a nine to five job, right? So I came here and, um, I came and met up with Matt Everingham. who has been on the podcast and we came and had dinner with you oh, maybe a couple of months ago. Mm. And it was like 10 PM at night, 1030. We finished up at the restaurant across the road and we walk over and one of your workers is suiting up like five guys in the back room. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? Mm. What are the hours like? Yeah, I mean, it's seven. It's a seven-day slog um, and we're open till late. Like, I'm mm. so proud of the team here that they get it. They get the vision. They get the what we're trying to do and trying to build here. And that's, yeah, like, I, I, I'm just blessed by, like, that they've got that. Like, the guys at Manor, mm. like, same thing. Like, it's just a culture that is so, like, it's, it's intentionally built. Yeah. It can't just like come out of nowhere. Um, yeah. So yeah, that that's the the typical. Yeah. What, what time do you knock off daily on, on average? I know it's a bit different every day, but if you were to kept call it an average day, yeah. Um, <clears throat> well, we finished at about eleven thirty last night, but that's Jeez. that's no. Like, the thing is, that that is not a good <laughs> example of what how you should live your life because mm. that is not a good balance right now. We understand that. So me and my mm. wife. You know, we're we're in this business together. She's full time in the company, and um, this is this is the hurdle right now: balance. Because at a young age, you can kind of run hard while your body allows it allows it to. Because saying no is harder than saying yes. Mm. Um, so yeah, we're, we're probably on this arc of uh, figuring out what the right balance is in terms of health relationship and then business yeah um and that's another interesting yeah. thing you work with your wife yeah that's what people say not to do how do you how do you manage that obviously she's i'm not sure she's brilliant <laughs> yeah um but how, how do you guys manage that yeah i mean i i manage that because i need her <laughs> <laughs> you I need, choice. yeah she's yeah. the she's the creative officer here so yeah um creative direction is is crucial in the industry we're in yeah we're all about image we're all about selling an image mm. and um as shallow as that sounds it's it's a reality like people judge you the first what seven seconds of meeting you mm. and it's usually mm. they look you up and down and let's uh let's see side. how we treat you you yeah. know sort of thing um but anyways yeah so yeah. that's the that's the dynamic that we have um but very much it's like uh, yeah, it's 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 a challenge, you know. Mm. But we're we've got a communication where we've we've separated the WhatsApp chat for <laughs> business and then personal. Yeah, nice. Um, so we have practical steps that um, enable some sort of a balance. But did you come up with with that practice, or did you learn that from somewhere else? <laughs> she she did it. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah man. Like that's the. Uh, that's you guys the work well together. Yeah, that's the value of choosing your right partner, man. Like, yeah. you guys aren't married yet, are you? Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Not yet. So, like, yeah, you gotta you gotta really make sure you make the right decision. Yeah. With who you choose for a life partner, because like, in terms of conflict resolution to like communication to uh, acknowledging what each other's love languages are, you know, that's mm. uh, that's important yeah. because that is. And I'm sure you've tackled this with a lot of the um, the guys who I know mutually with you guys. Um, the greatest mark of su success for them is what happens at home. And um, yeah. yeah, as long as I can try and keep that healthy, like I'll be do I'll, I'll be okay. Yeah, you know? yeah. Uh, um, in terms of the way that that you're handling the hours, are you still, I know you said you were trying to get back in the gym, but in terms mm. of working out, sleeping, managing that seven days, are you <clears throat> getting to work out? What are your sleep patterns like? Mm. Yeah. Look, the, be the best scenario for me, like hypothetically, it would be working out first thing in the morning. Yeah. And then- What type of workout are you doing? Oh, we're, we're doing some heavy deadlifts. <laughs> some heavy deadlifts. <laughs> No, I I um I went through this period of like running, mm -hmm. 
and I only got into it because I hated running. So I thought I'll do something that I don't like. And so running was... Um, That's interesting. Wow, yeah. so you almost became like a, a, diff, a David Goggins, but a suit. That, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> if, like, I tell you what, if I had to choose any audio book that changed my life, it was that. Yeah. What, what, why, why is that? Hmm. Just that uh, he probably like pushed that boundary of what was possible. Yeah. I was like, yeah, it was, uh, I think he was talking about the 40% rule or something like that, where if you think you're, you're at your max, it's really about 40% of what you're capable of. Um, so yeah, that was just like, yeah, a good, uh, chapter where I, I listened to his, his, uh, his audio book and just got a lot from it, yeah. you know, just in terms of pushing yourself and pushing your boundaries. Yeah. So wake up early. Start with the, either a run or some heavy deadlifts. Sorry. A bit of um, David Goggins audio. What what precedes the rest of the routine? I think um, getting the most difficult thing out of the way first thing in the morning is crucial. Messaging the wife. Oh no, He's, <laughs> like kissing her before I go go to work. Like that's <laughs> that's the easy part. Um, uh, and then yeah, just just being in the right. Oh, actually, what I what I did start doing as a religious practice was um this Wim Hof method have you heard of it yeah the I, breathing I, the breathing yeah I, Man. I used to do it full time yeah, yeah that was something like pick I picked up um in quarantine and, and lockdown when we were in there and that was uh I held I was able to hold my breath for four minutes four minutes four yeah. minutes yeah wow. what did you start off Holy at I'm shit. guessing it wasn't that <clears throat> it was like a minute or something wow. like that. Dude, I That's did it a long morning. time, dude. I, I did it this morning. Yeah. I got two minutes. I'm fine. Yeah. Four so, minutes. Yeah, wow. four minutes. So um, I wanna, I wanted to get to eight, but man. like That's nuts. Yeah, because you sort of... Is that um, healthy? Well, the feeling that you get out of it is almost like a runner's high. Yeah, like yeah it's, it's good, isn't it? it it's, um, yeah, it's so wild, like what you can push your body to. It's, Kevin, it's the same as when you get a cheeseburger. <laughs> <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> I get it. Sounds great. Yeah, so that not, was... <laughs> not for me. Yeah, no, we're, Kevin, we're going to work on getting you oh, in your nice salad suits like how you were in 2016. So I've got about, I don't know. How many suits do you have? Oh, 15, 18 suits that don't fit me. That Tim's made all of them. Wow. And they just don't fit. I'm working Mate, on it. That's though. terrible. We I'm, do these podcasts with people who preach good health, fitness. I have here you are I, a successful agent and you can't even fit into your suits. <laughs> In my defense, I've lost four kilos. Thank you very much. Wait until the next podcast will be another four. <laughs> this um, is, what but, how many suits do you have, Tim? Oh uh, fuck, surely 40, 50. It's around that 37. Eight mark, but you only wear twenty percent of your closet. If you're honest with each other, <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, like probably That's less a good than fact. that. Oh, heaven's yeah. sake, five. Yeah. Oh, my suits one. Yeah. <laughs> um, in terms of suits, where do people go wrong when when buying suits? Yeah. What do they do wrong? Mm -hmm. Fit is probably um a huge factor in getting the right suit. So we um. We obviously specialize in custom tailor-made garments. Um, oh, it's such, such a tricky question to, to answer because like, I think if, if you go through the effort in buying a suit, like I think that's commendable. Like you're trying yeah. to, whether it's off the rack or, you know, at Kelly Country or whatever, like, you know, like that, not this thing to Kelly Country, but like, you know, there's just levels to it. Um, levels I think that's a... Yeah, it's a commendable act. You're the act of you trying to better yourself and show respect to um, someone you're meeting with wearing the suit is uh, that's a that's a good step in the right direction. Do like I remember when I was buying my first suits, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you suggested get the foundation ones first. Mm. So I'm guessing the navies, the greys, mm. and then expand into the more out there colors fruity ones yeah yeah what are the basics what are the what are the first five suits you should have oh yeah S steve harvey where are you you see that you see that tiktok i have yeah so black navy charcoal gray yeah. brown is is more 
um, contentious because of. Yeah, what know. do you think of brown? Where are you going to wear a brown suit? I love brown. It's coming. It's I l- coming. I love my brown suit. Oh, Green is in right now, but brown is. Ooh, there's a resurgence. What's your take on the sneakers, Maxes, and the t-shirts with a suit? I love it. I love it. I think I'm I'm all for it. Like I'm not necessarily a traditionalist where you have to wear brogues or like laces. Like I, I like that um um that take on that semi casual. Like Kim Jones is great. I don't know if you know him, but he's a designer. Um, but uh, yeah, like that sneaker sort of look is is uh, is great. But the the fitting of the suit has to be complementary to say. If you wear Air Force Ones, you need a suit that can't be too slim. It has to be mm. more relaxed, uh, but um, calculated to 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 make that you know look flow. Um, yeah. But yeah, like yeah, that that's a trend I'm 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 sort of seeing across the board with uh, uh, this shift from less suit three piece suit and tie to uh, yeah more deconstructed like. You know, look. What about the no socks? Yeah, I mean, you like it? You don't like it. I'm not a hater of anything. Like if it, as long as if it. You just didn't want to say it because Daniel walked in here with no socks. (laughs) He's got no (laughs) socks right now. Upon my instruction. Oh, yeah. There you go. Fashion eater. Um, Yeah, look. If I'm in a business, like proper business, I I think the no socks is probably where you draw the line. But I think if it's like casual, um. You know, just a mm. few inspections or just casual going out for a coffee. I think the no socks is brings those out a bit nice. of style. Are those Tim's? Yeah, the they're, oh yeah, they they are, are they are a custom made shoes. custom shoes, custom suits, custom shirts, yeah. custom jeans. So that's that's fifty percent off let, my let next me, suit. <laughs> let, me, let me let me address where you would um, draw the line. No, like where no socks would choose. It only works. If the tapering of the pant around the cuff is slim, is slim, yeah, okay, um, and at a at an appropriate height, it's when it's when it becomes too boxy around that that area, yeah, um, that it mm. kind of looks off, yeah, looks, and it looks like looks stupid. <clears throat> looks like where's your socks? Right, yeah. that's what yeah. I, that, I didn't realize that. I, I tried to wear no socks a few months ago, and I looked at myself. I'm like, I don't look like Daniel. When I wear no socks, I'm like, something <laughs> looks wrong. And I think that's it. Yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> that's probably it. What about in terms of uh, the culture of suits, like going to New York, you you do suits globally now with yeah. your, your app yeah, that yeah. changes the way men order custom garments to fit. What's the culture like internationally in terms of suits? Who's got the best quality suits and where would I be going if I wanted to be the number one for suits? surprisingly there's such a common thread with uh what guys from new york to the uk to new zealand want really same as here yeah so we all were so if i went to new york city right now we'd all be wearing very similar suits yeah yeah i mean new york city like they they like to push the envelope a little bit Um, more creative oh yeah they're like they like to yeah go for more out there colors but to be honest it's not like I probably suited up more out there colors here in Sydney than in New York when my time was there. We're half of them Igors. Yeah, absolutely. Shout out to Igor. Love yes, you. Igor. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, fit fit wise, like you think, oh, US, New York, like they like it a bit baggy. No? No. no. Okay. Oh, from my experience anyway, they, they, like, they like that sort of tapered sort yeah. of silhouette. Mm. I'm, I'm starting to see a trend where a lot of people are starting to get, um, and you do it as well, more custom casual wear too. Mm. Are you seeing that that's exploding mm. now as, as well? Yeah. There, I think it's just out of convenience because we okay. do, at Theodore, we do jeans, chinos, <laughs> casual pants. Um, that's another yeah. suit 50% off. Shout out. <laughs> can, can, with what, all the stuff you're doing, like, can you teach us how do you dress? Like what's... If I'm going to a party, what should I be wearing? If I'm going out for a business meeting, like what what would you how would you dress someone from start to finish? I mean, everybody has their unique um, uh, personality when it when it comes to expressing how they want to dress. So, like, there's always going to be that variability. Mm-hmm. Like, what I wouldn't want is a cookie cutter 
like this is what you wear this is the theodore yeah you know um look obviously we we try to keep on brand with what we try to um push out to the market but like Seldom do I see a 35-year-old wear ripped jeans. Not hating on ripped jeans. You don't like ripped jeans. I love ripped jeans. But at a point... You've got to stop wearing it. (laughs) At a point, maybe there's a better alternative, which is like chinos Mm. possibly. Do you wear ripped jeans? Yeah, I wore it today. There you go. But each to their own. Like do I I wear that in front of... um, clients and like people who want to i want to yeah like it's 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 look it's just i i want to i don't want to play both sides here but it's one of those things that um i'm not going to hate on someone who has a style that is unique to Mm. them yeah um that's what creates flavor you know how many suits have you sold to one person in one go um you're coming up with such great questions, Kevin. I'm just curious. <laughs> who dropped the most amount of money? Like who? Who actually? Well, I don't need to know who, but like, how many suits did someone buy all in one go? Um, I've had double digits. Wow. Before, um, <clears throat> and that's great. They just kind of want to refresh their wardrobe, which is, you know. Th- they see, I think the the clients that we serve, they see the value in having a wardrobe that they don't have to think twice about. Yep. And um, they know that every single garment fits consistently perfect or right. Um, but I'll tell you a crazy story. And th- there's levels to, to the industry that we're in. I was uh, in New York and I had dinner with... Um, this interesting young um, Korean guy, mm. and uh, he was um, Korean. Yeah, Korean. Yeah. Hey, where's <laughs> oh, mate, we're gonna get we're gonna get into it. So, this um, he was like 20, 20, 21, young guy, but he was keeping up with the conversation with the technicalities of what I knew with suits. I was like, oh, geez, and he was wearing a suit um, to this dinner that we we're at, and uh, we got. Uh, talking about the suit that he was wearing. It's like, oh, that's a nice suit there. And he's like, yeah, I spent about $22,000 on it. What? You think he was what? Chinese? USD. USD. <laughs> what? Yeah. Why? How, how does, how does, tell? what's the difference between a $1,000 suit and a $22,000 suit? Great question, Kevin. So what we specialize in is made to measure. Mm. There's two forms of how you tailor a suit. Made to measure. Which means what? Um, so, sorry, made to measure and bespoke. Bespoke means that the person who, a true bespoke suit is the person that measures you, which is what I do um, with your suits. They take it a step further. They create the suit for you. So they actually spend 40 to 60 hours hand stitching a garment for you. And wow. it goes through multiple fittings. It's that labor that um, creates that price difference. Is it any better? Um, if you appreciate the art of it, yeah, for sure. Like I'm, I hold so much respect for those um, tailors that have spent their whole life dedicated to this art, mm. and that is um, that's a that's a huge calling on 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 someone to like dedicate their whole life massive. To, to create a, a suit. Forty and to sixty hours building one yeah. suit. That's a that's a long long time. Yeah, and that's artistry. That's pure artistry. It's just like a artwork, you know. If if I was to put on a twenty two thousand dollars suit, and I don't know suits mm. the way obviously you would, would I appreciate that? Would I know, would I know the difference? Would I feel it? Would I see it? I the average you, Joe Blow. I think you. Uh, well, I think you. I think you would. Like I really? asked this guy, I was like, you know what? Like, how does it feel? You know, and he's like, oh, it's like it feels heavy, but it feels like I have nothing on. Um, yeah, okay. But I think a lot of it, just like, is it Fugazi? Yeah, Fugazi. <laughs> Did you? Could you tell looking at him that it was twenty two thousand? And that was my own naivety. I didn't know that um, level of tailoring that I, I would have that um, 
that insight as to picking it out from a dark room. Um, but, but having said that, it's like, I think part of it is like, Hey, I spent this much. It's like having a Rolex. Oh, it's a Rolex. I spent. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. I mean, that's a, that's a flex, right? Yeah. You're flexing. Yeah. You're flexing. Yeah. So the, the, um, the bespoke is 40 to 60 hours, 20 grand. Mm. The guy who measures you stitches you up. Correct. And then we go to, we go to what we do, which is we have specialist, uh, uh, stylists who measure you Made so measure. they they in, basically interpret um the measurements and how your body posture is and they translate it to our tailors who are offshore um which machine cut it then hand finish um and at that volume um you know uh that's that's what you know at speed in terms of that you know that four or five week turnaround yeah that's what's possible but bespoke suits, how long do they take? How many how many oh, weeks would could, you be wearing? They could take months. Really? Like multiple fittings. It, I mean, it depends on the actual bespoke tailor um, in how they uh, assess what perfection looks like in their mind. Yep. Um, so they could go at it a couple more times and still not be happy with it. So, really? yeah, that's why you justify that 5, 10, 20K Mm. Mark, like it really is an experience. And then, what's the difference between going into Tom Ford or I don't know, what's like a really nice suit where you can pick, pick something off the rack? But I mean, it's it's off the rack, so you have standard sizing. So as you could probably imagine, um, everyone has different body shapes. Like I was measuring some of the guys earlier; mm. they all had different. They're not like a set thirty-eight, forty-two. No. Um, there's nuances on, on everyone's body, and that's what off the rack kind of doesn't cater towards. Mm. Um, so that's what we specialize in. And, and especially with our price point, we kind of make it palatable to people who historically have bought <coughs> off the rack. Um, this is just a great alternative. You guys actually have some really good pricing. Like I was blown away compared to what I've paid in the past for Taylor made. Like you walk, I walked in and was like, it's very affordable. Yeah, it's, it's probably too affordable. But this is yeah. part of the our growth arc is that we, we needed to be priced competitively. If we're going to be um, an online-based platform, that it needs to be palatable for someone who um, can be comfortable paying a certain price online, which is sub 1000 But thankfully, with Afterpay and Klarna <laughs> and all of those payment solutions, it helps. Um, yeah, you, you really shouldn't have said that. Now he's going to up his prices. Yeah. You, you just bought heaps of suits. You don't Mate, care. That's, I, I walked in, I was like, yeah, two, three, you know, max suits, thinking that I was paying what I've usually paid mm. at Bespoke. Yeah. Or I don't know the difference. Anyways, um, walked in, yeah, I was like, dude, this is so affordable. Like it, it makes sense. Because I think as well, if you're a professional, the way I see it um, is the work we do I think if what if you're a trader, you invest in your tools, right? Mm. And I feel for some for people like professionals or real estate or whatever the case may be, you know, your appearance and and the the clothes you wear are almost like your your tools. And mm. um, what is your take on, on that? Like investing in your appearances is that something you think people should do more of, or, or do what you do you reckon I'll say? <laughs> But what, yeah. when's that kind of um when's the when do you think someone should be spending or investing in tailor-made suits when's that when's versus buying off the rack for example yeah i think everyone's got their own sort of financial situation but um i think you guys could probably attest to to when you walk on the street you could probably tell when someone's wearing a tailor-made suit versus an off the rack suit yeah so easy to yeah. see now. So once you've experienced that, you can kind of tell off the off the bat, and um, uh, yeah. So like, when when is that point? Um, that's hard to say. Like, with with after, with afterpay and Clarnet, it obviously makes it a bit more mm. achievable for some young guys who are starting off in the industry. But um, you know, where we're at, we we make it less intimidating. Yep. Because I think like with your experience, you probably, it's like first class, as soon as you walk through the door, <clears throat> you're thinking you're going to pay like what, yeah. 3K, 2K on a suit. Yeah. And um, it's not that. We yep. 
I mean, uh, our stylist here, like we run this like a Michelin star restaurant at yeah, every, at every point, at every sort of um, tone we want to hit. Um, it's got to be precise. And um, that's what makes, grows, grows us as a brand and grows our, yeah. our reputation. It's true. Yeah. What do you think, Kev? When, um, when do you think you should start investing? Or if you shouldn't or shouldn't, like you hear people like Gary Vee will be like, oh, you know, like. I, I, I only got my first tailored suit a couple of years ago. It wasn't really mm. that long ago. I wore the same suit from David Jones every day for four years straight. Like it was ruined. I think that it's super important, um, especially in a real estate industry or any client facing industry. So important that I, <clears throat> as soon as someone starts in my team, I get them tailored suits. If they're going to be representing my brand um, with my clients, I don't want them looking like the average Joe Blow that just got a suit off. Like they, <clears throat> we're selling, you know, one, two, two plus million dollar houses all the time. I don't want them walking into a two plus million dollar house wearing it. Now, it might just be my perception of it and maybe I'm thinking of it the wrong way, but I think there are some people that will judge <clears throat> uh, and I think we got to be very wary of that people do judge and I've got to play to those factors too. So that's why as soon as someone starts in my team, I get them a couple of tailored suits from Tim. So I think it's super important. I think that, and I'm not saying go buy five, 10 suits straight off the bat. I'm not saying that, but at least have two suits, two nice suits that you can swap around. Um, and man, like what you're paying here compared to, like you're gonna go to David Jones and spend five to 700 bucks and then go get it tailored anyways. You might as well just come here, spend a tiny bit extra get something that you really want, fully customize it to the way you want that looks real sharp and you can tell the difference between you and somebody else. I think mm. it's super important. Like as soon as you get in for two suits, I think it's the right idea. I think there's power in like the consistency of um, how, you, how you look and how you carry yourself. So like if you're coming out of Mercedes as a stereotypical <laughs> agent, <laughs> Like you, you want to be, you want to be matching that energy, right? Mm, mm. Um, and that's that's no means a indication of your shallowness. Instead, it's the opposite. It's the respect that you give to your client, your your seller, or your your your, your buyer. Um, mm. That's the lens that, that I look through. Um, Plus, if I'm selling a house, right, and someone walks in and they look sharp, they look good, even though they like they can present well. And someone comes in, presents the exact same, but looks not so good. Mm. I'm probably going to pick the other agent that looks good with a tailored suit. It's my biggest asset. Yeah. And it, yeah. I mean, each person has their own sort of approach. It depends on where they're at in terms of dem uh, geographically, how that, you know, set of clients would respond to someone who's in a three piece suit with a tie. Um, but I think, um, yeah, if you, if, if you genuinely prioritize how, how you, how you wear your, your clothes like that, that not only like is an influence on that person you're dealing with, but it's, it's also a reflection on like how you carry yourself and how you wake up in the morning. Mm -hmm. Um, that pride is something that, uh. Yeah, we wanna we wanna keep like the, culturally, like it's probably going the other way where people are a little bit more relaxed. Mm. And uh, yeah, I think that yeah, I think we're obviously selling a product that goes the other way. It's like, yeah, yeah, we wanna. Yeah. Is that, is that hard being <clears throat> being I guess against the grain? Um, no, I, I don't think it's hard because I, I think there's a subset of... of clearly of, not with the fucking... Yeah, no, no. <laughs> there's, a, there's a subset of, of uh, the uh, the community that that, yeah. that values good clothing. Yeah. And not only that, just the experience. And I think um, just like how you guys deal in the uh, in the space that you're in, it's very much a people-based people, people mm. based, um, service. Like... People aren't coming here just to get a transactional suit purchase. No. Mm. They want to connect. They want to 
feel like they're going through an experience because what you wear is usually attached to an experience. Mm. It's such a good experience. Honestly, I can't speak more highly of it. For my experience anyways, I'm just going to share a little bit of it. Sell it. This is not meant to be a sales pitch, but I um, mate, I was blown away. So you're greeted. The door is open. For, you, you ring your doorbell. So let's just start with the doorbell. You ring a doorbell at this door. Nice inner city, Surrey Hills kind of living, right? You're in a terrace. Ring this doorbell. I'm greeted. Welcome, Daniel. Like full knows your name. Greeted at the door. You walk in. Lighting's phenomenal. There's suits everywhere. You've got awesome decorations. And then first thing you do is you're greeted with either a, a glass of scotch, a coffee or some sparkling water. And then like just from there alone, like just the experience, it's like going, it's like going to gold class versus going to watch, I don't know, a movie like the footy at home. Mm. Like that's kind yeah. of, but then like the outcome, that it, it's it's such a difference. Like going gold class, you get all this fun, nice experience mm. and then you were all versus watching the footy at home. Both are great, but like... Yeah. To me, the experience was like going to gold class. Yeah, that's and, a good analogy. Mate, it was just – and like I said, I was planning to spend on the – to get a couple suits and I walked out with, with more than what I had in mind. So yeah. you must be doing something right. Well, the I think <laughs> – Yeah, probably. It's <laughs> such a I, good experience. One of the um, best quotes I heard, and I'm going to cook it, and I think Oprah said it, is that people don't remember what you said, but they remember how you made them feel. Yeah, I didn't cook it. I think that was right. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I've heard that before. And and that's another thing I forgot to add. Sorry. Is that like you think tailor-made suits, like where do you start? What do I pick? Like you can get cool braidings of like I've got DB on my pants. I've got Beetle in my jacket, some cool like um, patterns and that. And like when you go to let's say David Jones or Meyer or Politics or whatever, you don't really know where to start. And like you ask the the girls and the people that that serve you and they're just – you know, basically no help at all. And then you translate that coming here and it's like, I was like, Tim, go for gold and do your art on me. And like just that whole process of me not having to think about it, you show me the booklet and I can get a sense for what I'm, I'm buying. You take my measurements, like everything was just done for me. I had my input where I thought it was needed, but then I could like let go to you and, and mm. you could like make the perfect mm. art form for mm. me. And I think that yeah. was just... Like you can't replace that. What an experience! Yeah, I just had to. Sh- I, yeah, I'm blown away. Yeah, I that's yeah. why I was like, yeah, it's just hats off to you, man, because yeah. it's it's fun. It's fun. It yeah. is a fun experience. You I feel like, you feel like, a, you feel like one know. of those chicks on like that yeah. go and um and and just spend and shop. It's like yeah. I can. I hate shopping for clothes, yeah. but it made it like I'm I'm fun. keen to come back and, and buy my next one. Yeah, yeah, it's fun. It's a fun, fun. experience. Yeah. yeah, look, I think um. Being passionate about what you do, man, like it, it just makes your life so much easier. Like if you, if you can, it's like, there are some days where I don't feel like coming in and that's just normal human behavior. Right. But if you, if you know that, um, you can push yourself to, you know, just do what you love. Yeah. There's, there's always a reward after that. What's the, what's the, the daily tasks that you usually do coming in, Come into the office. Mm. What are your first tasks? What are you doing throughout the day? What are you doing at the end of the day? You must be drunk by the end of the day. I was thinking that tonight. How many times do you drink scotch a day? Sorry, I interrupted yeah, your question. That's, that's a good question too. Yeah. I know. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll uh, plead the fifth. Do you, need, uh, do you want a triple A uh, contact number? <laughs> I, so coming, yeah. So I had a blood test relatively recently and- um, Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The the uric acid was higher than it should have been. Um, What's uric acid? It's like your. It usually affects your your liver, and Ooh. um, it, it it's correlated with your high alcohol and red meat intake. So that's how you can kind of get gout if you've ever had that. No. Not that I have. Anyways, <laughs> what oh, was no. the question again? What was my scotch? <laughs> <Yeah, I can't. laughs> but daily, daily task. Daily task. Um, because we're such a, um, global client face, client focused company, it's very much that Uh. like, I think if, if we get our ABCs right, which is taking care of our clients and making sure that they're heard, they felt like they, their, their words are, you know, um, listened to and that we're, 
we're providing a, a an exceptional experience, I know the company's going to be okay. Um, uh, bigger picture stuff and where we're going to go um, globally, that'll only work if like you know this. HQ is is healthy. Where do you, um, where do you expand to next? Uh, so we've we've done a, a we're, we're rolling out a strategy right now with um, interstate locations um, and just doing pop ups and the reception we've received is so encouraging. So that's that's going to be an ongoing thing. But um, you know, just like how I was saying earlier with going for it and just going all in, like we we want to have a presence in the US. And that's very much a um, a direction we want to head in. Um, we feel like the market there is is ripe for um, for what we do, and uh, yeah, I think let's 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 roll the dice. Like if everything's going great, like come on. Do you move to New York City again? <laughs> Sydney's great. Sydney's yeah. awesome. So I mean, we'll see. Like, don't move. <laughs> won't be able to visit your office. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Yeah, what about so London? Would you tackle the the English? The, the Mecca. Yeah, the Mecca. Savile Row. Um, yeah, I think like like we we don't rule that out. Um, we're we're going at like a quarter at a time in terms mm. of reevaluating our our growth. And um I think it it's important to have a clear vision as a owner of a company even though it sounds weird saying but like it's very much i feel like very much part of the team in fighting in the trenches but at the same time like you um you have to have such a like a like a unwavering vision with what you want to achieve um that's an important yeah are you seven days yeah wow yeah and that's not healthy don't do seven days (laughs) no way do you get burnt out um, I don't know what burnout looks like. Like, oh, just fuck, like, just. You don't get that. You don't go, I'm over, I don't want to come into work today. No, I never, well, you don't have a choice at that point. Because yeah. you, you got like, you know, 10, 11 mouths to feed. And it's wow. like, that responsibility is inherently there. How did you build up to getting 10 to 11 mouths to feed? Like, and it happened quick. Tell me about the prospecting. How did you generate business as a tailorer? Yeah, I love it. We're creating words here. Um, mate, it was, I mean, uh, this is a, uh, this correlates to the, the industry you're in. Door knocking. Mate, yeah. like wow. yeah. You door knocked. Oh, mate, I was door knocking in the most re- remote places trying to flog suits. You're kidding. Yeah. Where else? Um, Wollongong. Wollongong? Really? Yeah. What made you get a Wollongong? Um... Mate, um, I'll tell you, do you know Jake Moore? Mm. He's like an auctioneer. Shout out to Jake Moore. He's um he's a guy that I like a door knock back in back in Wollongong. And like these are some of the connections you build. And this is what I want to instill with the sales guys, is like wow. the most important skill that you could probably learn is the ability to um convert someone from who's a complete stranger to someone who's like a value connection that is probably a lifetime partner. And Igor was one of them. Yeah. Yeah. I door knocked him way back wow. in the day. Really? And I absolutely <laughs> gave him the worst fitting suit you can imagine. Really? And he was oh. like on my ass about like the fact that it was just a shit fitting suit. <laughs> and so that, that like eight years later. So that was evolved. a Harcourt. Yeah, that was yeah, a Harcourt. Wow. And eight years later, I was like, I was carrying this like wow bloody bright red luggage like my shoes were were just so worn out like trying to go from agency to agency trying to jump up business um and uh yeah Igor was just like a good example of how you could go from one extreme to like he's one of my you know my closest um mates and uh clients Mm. like the biggest supporters you guys probably know yeah um and that it's a journey right yeah. So, um, yeah, the relentlessness of cold calling to. <laughs> Did you have any training on di- like scripts and dialogue? Like, no. Or are you just like, um, you know, I've got a vision, I've got a plan. These are the people I want to serve, and you just like. Yeah. Hey, I'm Tim. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I didn't, I didn't have a script to to learn to learn off. I think the biggest asset was 
Um, I always love the um, figuring out how to connect with someone, you know? Yeah, and that's a very, like, um, there's scarcity in that skill. And that's for a salesperson. And <clears throat> I think we're all salespeople to some degree. Yeah. Um, the ability to connect with someone, it, there's an art to it. Mm. And I thought, oh, like, let me figure this out. Let me figure out how I can um, pace my conversation with someone or talk about certain certain things that, that might appeal to them. So the, the value of like knowing a little bit about everything is great because, you know, the spectrum wow. of um, personalities and people that we, we encounter. So, so talking about connecting with people and and you know, understanding people, you obviously nearly lost Igor as a client first go. Mm. How'd you save it? I think he, maybe he can back it up, but um, he recognized in me that I was committed enough beyond yeah, okay. the, the job role title I was in to make it right. Yeah. Um, so that, that was probably, yeah, it was based off my personal reputation. It's like, yeah. I'm not going to, like, whatever I have to do, yeah. I'll just make it right. So you just made a new suit or what happened? Yeah, I can't, I can't really remember, but um, I was working for, an, like, another company, like my first company that I went into TaylorMade Suits with. Absolutely cooked it. It was a crap suit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you were working for someone else's brand at yeah, the time? Yeah, for someone else's brand. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I was just an employee. And that was terrible because I wasn't, like, I wasn't getting paid. You know, oh. that was like so a So if you door knocked and got Eagle as a client yeah. at the old company, would yeah. you get incentivized with commission or was Absol- it just you? Te- well, on paper, yeah, but that never really happened. Oh. But looking back on it, I'm like, you know, the look, you have to know your value. Yeah, that's important. But my goodness, the value that I got um, working in the trenches in terms of generating leads. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. My goodness. Wow, so you yeah. had to generate your You're a hustler. Yeah, like yeah, it's uh, like even in New York, like that was what, how many, like almost a decade ago, even New York. Is that when a I was, decade ago? Yeah, probably. New York? No, 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 no. Like when, when I oh, first got into sorry, the, yeah. the tailor-made suit industry, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was in New York, I, like I, I adopted the same sort of mentality and I was, I was literally kicked out of a office building for, for prospecting. Are you serious? Yeah. In New York? So you're just hitting the pavement, knocking. Yeah, I loved it. Like wow. it was just one of those things that. Do you guys do that? The your sales reps? Nah, they're they're a little bit more. Um, <sighs> I haven't um, got the drive. Coddled, yeah, God. but that's fine. That's uh, same as my guys, guys. Doors tomorrow. Did you? Was there a target? Like what? What was it? What did it look like prospecting? Yeah, I mean we we had we had we had sales targets. I mean, just like any sales role, but like. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't necessarily a sales role. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't necessarily driven by the, Oh, if I hit, you know, X amount, I'll get this amount in commission. It was just more so like, I want, I wanted to push myself and see like, what was the, yeah. What was my limit in terms of, yeah. I mean, would you be the biggest tailor? suit making company in sydney at the nah, moment no any really like i'm not talking about like yeah. um you've got a big corporation yeah but if we're talking about not that other big corporation i'm talking about the smaller guys like are you one of well, the biggest out of those guys at the moment i i can't really i can't answer that accurately yeah um we 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 know the lane that we're running in and we want to flourish in what we do and so mm. that's the that's the thing we want to focus on. If I have mm. a if I have a healthy house here, mm. which is um the team and the dynamic, then I know that we're going in the right direction and yep. God's kind of like in control in that. And, and in with, that field. with your guys, then are you training them yourself or are you getting outside support to train or Yeah, no, I'm um I'm training them myself on pitch delivery, <clears throat> um in terms of how like how they present themselves, like all of yep. that. I think um they're I assume they respect that because they know and they see it every day yep. with me in front of clients. So it's yep. not like I'm coming from a ivory tower yep. telling them what to do. It's no, like uh, do as I do. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So um, anyways, but yeah, like obviously you guys are 
Like I, I'm, I'm consistently just admiring like what you guys are, are doing at your age because bloody hell, like these guys are what? How old are you now? Twenty seven. Twenty seven, and man, I just turned twenty four. This is what I mean about going after it. Like you got to give it a crack, oh, man. <clears throat> yeah, you got a window. Yeah, I know. Not very long. Yeah. Not What's long. what? Okay, being where you are now. Old man, thirty something years old. <laughs> what's uh, what's your best piece of advice for the younger audience or people like myself, 24, 27? What uh, what would you share? Learnings, lessons, failures, mm. or even skill sets you think can lead you on the right trajectory? This wasn't rehearsed. You haven't never asked me this question, correct? No, never. Yeah. Okay. If you can, if you can be entrusted with the little, you can be entrusted with a lot. Mm. So if you can approach um, every task that you've been assigned to with such diligence and such pride, um, yeah, it's preparing you for the biggest stuff that's ahead. And you, you can't quantify that. You don't know what's ahead in five, ten years' time. But you got to be prepared for it, and if you can be, um, yeah, if you can be, yeah, diligent with that and like um, honoring of uh, of the tasks that you've been set, uh, yeah, th- that's going to prove dividends when when those bigger like tasks and um, challenges come up because they will come up. Yeah, they will come up. Is there an example you've ex- lived through your life? That you can share? Yeah, I mean, let's let's take door knocking as an example. I remember when I was uh, let's just take for example in, in Wollongong, like like I drove I drove there like thinking, like what am I like what am I doing? Like I'm I've got a suitcase of fabrics and I'm like trying to make connections with agents that I don't know if they're going to be there or not. Mm. Um, wheeling it, like carrying this heavy suitcase, like wheeling it in a three-piece suit with a, with a tie in like 30-degree weather. And I'm like thinking like, okay, wh- what, is the, what is the takeaway that I can come out of here? Like I'm, I'm not, not getting paid a lot. <laughs> um, uh, but, I, but I know this skill that I'm building and my mom has been a great um, uh, wise sage when it comes to, to these sort of things. Like um, if you can, if you can really like see the lessons in, in those moments of isolation and like you're by yourself and you're like, you've got business cards, like ready to go, ready to fling off. Um, yeah. So, I mean, going from, from, from the lessons I learned then to how it translated with when I had to do investor calls, mm. you know, like that was a, that was a buildup to that point yeah. because it was like, okay, I have to do, I have to make a connection with someone who's in Wollongong, like cold connection, like, Hey, do you want to suit blah, blah, blah. And, and bringing that energy and that, that sort of refined that process in, in pitching on a larger scale um and uh yeah presentation wise so yeah i think everything counts mm. everything counts um yeah for sure i mean what you yeah what about what about um for the older audiences the 30 years plus far out does the advice change or stay the same when you're does, when you're old and uh <laughs> do, you, do you hate people over 35 years old? Like, what does matt nah. everingham or richard yeah, like, think? yeah what are they meant to be <laughs> they're um, like senior citizens if you're but if they're you absolute think, legends like yeah. you know what i take away blokes. from people over that age is that they've got that actual experience where i caught up with matt the other day on a situation i've been considering and it's just having someone like you were saying with mentorship where you can bounce um that conversation and you can get a perspective where i can't see that path but they've been there and experienced it to give you Mm. that that um just those points that you just don't yeah don't see yeah that's a 
Yeah, that's the value of mentorships because they've kind of run that race and they've gone through mistakes or successes. And um, yeah, I mean, like I'll use Matt as an example and Rich because like consistency is a, is, a, is a hallmark for what they do. Mm. And even, even Michael Coombs, shout out to Coombsy. Um, Get him on the podcast. <laughs> what a guy. Like he's, um, when I look at someone who um, has such a, a great family life and. He's got balance. He's yeah, got real balance. Just presence, you know. Yeah. And you, you know that with people. Um, yeah. I have close friends as well that have that trait um, that, you know, when they're, when you're in a room with them, they have this sort of presence that uh, is just grounded. Mm. And that's the legacy that you kind of want to leave behind, yeah. right? And the life you want to live too. Oh, yeah. It seems like a happy life. Yeah, really. you'd hope so. You'd hope so. Um, the legend, I've, I've got one last question. Yeah. Um, what's your, what's your favorite suit that you own? All time favorite that you got. I love a seersucker. You love a seersucker? What color? Just something. That's a seersucker, yeah? No. Oh yeah, oh yeah. No. It's a it's a version of it. Oh, slight really? version of it. Yeah, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I'm looking at something practical. <laughs> like, I just want to be comfortable in it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that that's where I'm at they at the moment. Comfortable. Yeah. Which one's your favorite? The just, blue, the green. Yeah, just the navy. Yeah. Because I can wear it casually. Can wear it like. Do you wear jeans. your suits? Oh, you probably don't even have a casual life. But do you wear suits casually, or do you wear yeah. your ripped jeans? No, nah, like today <laughs> I went, I went in ripped jeans, but like I wear, I wear suits casually. Um, so whether it's like with, uh, you know, with chinos or, you know, black, just plain black um, jeans. Yeah, that's dressing like a thirty-three-year-old right there. Oh, <laughs> so that's what I have looking yeah. forward to. <clears throat> but like, yeah, there's, um, yeah. I think I think having some intention with how you present yourself always important. So that's that's it. Well, very greatly appreciate your time, the great tailorer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you so much for for the opportunity to connect, learn yeah. from the wisdom of those who are much older and successful than yourself. So, um, cheers, Tim cheers, from, from Theodore. Cheers, well, guys. I appreciate your time. And if you haven't bought your tailor-made suits yet, please come to Theodore and Co. and Legends. get your made what tailor- a time. What is it? Made tailored measures. Yeah, tailor-made suits. Tailor-made. Tailor-made. <laughs> Legendary. Thanks, Timmy. Cheers, guys.